Coming to you live from Norman, Oklahoma. This is your best podcast you can listen to on your drive home with your host, the two-time natty champ, Braxton Pope, and co-host, Matt Marks. Braxton, congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Two times national champion, men's gymnastics. It feels great. Quite a weekend in Daytona, wasn't it? It's been, it's been a long week. 6 a.m. mornings every day. 6 a.m. flight out of Daytona the other day. Oh, it, it's been a long week. I'm ready to take a nap. Because I was going to say, I feel like I haven't seen you since last weekend. It's been a week. Yeah, it's been a know? long time since we've been doing a podcast. So, but Daytona was fun. I saw you went to. You got to see NASCAR, right? Yeah, I, Jacob, Clement, Jacob Clements. I was at NASCAR. I was at... Um, you were at Day- NASCAR. <laughs> I, was at that. <laughs> I was at the Daytona 500 place it was actually pretty interesting i hate nascar but it was a very interesting did they let you place. drive they did not have any driving times available so no well that's unfortunate but no. you got to be there in person and imagine what it would be like when it's packed with people and you can't hear anything yep yeah it's crazy how many people they can get in there and all the rvs that go there can't you can't see anything if you're an rv but people still go out there and camp it's i bet it, interesting i bet it was the great sight looking and you're just like wow they turn left right here <laughs> I mean, it's so great, right? It, I saw they do have like a 30 degree incline. You get to like walk up it. It's That's tough. Like 30 degrees is a lot. It's pretty high. Yeah, so and then Saturday you competed and tell us a little bit about how that went. Yeah, I competed for finals day competition. Got fifth in the nation on pommel horse. Pretty, pretty cool stuff, man. Now, um, why do they call it the pommel? That's always I'm, one wanting to ask. I, I'm not sure. I, I didn't make the sport. I mean... I mean, they, they they call it a pommel horse. Is it because it looks like a it, horse? It kind of looks the like horse a horse. Talk? I don't know. <laughs> it's got handles on it. You swing on it. It's, it kind of so, looks like a horse. Like you ride it, kind of. Okay, so when I go and horseback riding, you know, whenever, because I haven't done that since middle school, uh, am I supposed to swing on a horse? Yes. That, Literally. It'd just, be really, really interesting. It might buck you off, but okay. it'd be very cool to I'll see. I'll note that for next time. Yes, yeah. yes. But a good weekend, though. Good weekend. You know, you know what made the weekend even better, though, besides me winning again? Tiger Woods winning the Masters, his fifth Masters championship. Everyone in the nation was pulling for him. I was pulling for him. Got to watch him on my flight back yesterday. But it's just amazing to see what, how far he's come back from the back surgeries, not being able to get out of bed last year, having to have help, and just coming back and just winning the Masters. It's pretty impressive that Tiger Woods is back. I mean, winning a Masters for the first time since, what was 06, you said, right? 06, 07. Yeah, oh, no, 05. 05, yeah, you're right. 05, I mean, it's just incredible to see that he's back. And this was such a great Sunday to watch golf. I mean, it was unfortunate because they had to move the times earlier. So if you didn't tune in right at when it said it was going to come on at 1, you probably missed most of it because, you know, they moved it because of bad weather. But Tiger Woods did... I mean, just seeing him and his resurgence in golf is great. But also, what about Patrick Cantlay? I don't know if you saw kind of his story. Coming into the weekend, he barely made the cut at plus two and ended up at 10 under. I mean, the what he was able to do in the, over the weekend was phenomenal. He had a share of the lead at one point. And, of course, unfortunately, some, a bogey or double bogey um, right after he got in like an eagle kind of negated that. But he had a really good weekend. And then what a battle it was between Tiger, uh, Xander Schaeferlay, Brooks Kepka, Jason Day was up there, Tony Fernell, and then Fran- Francesco Molinari had the lead coming into Sunday. And you thought, uh-oh, this guy, he's going to take it again. But he had that whole 12 where he hit a lot of guys hit it in the water on a par 3, and that, t- that really sunk his day. 
Yeah, you saw there was a four-way tie about in the, on the back nine, and Tiger was falling. He was starting to fall, and Francisco um, Molinari, he was the leader the entire weekend. He had he didn't have a bogey. He had one bogey all weekend, and that was um, Sunday on like the twelfth hole. Other than that, he only had that was his first bogey of the week. But yeah, you saw four-way tie with Kepka, Sheffield, or. And then Shuffle, yeah. Tiger, and then Molinari. And you just thought, man, Tiger's playing great, but he's probably not going to get it. He was fading. And then all of a sudden, the field just collapses. Tiger just takes advantage. But yeah, on the 12th hole, they, the wind was blowing, so Tiger decided to play it safe. Very smart move. And then Francisco or Francesco drove it into the water. And I was flying out of Atlanta at that time. That, was, that wind was no joke, I'm telling you. Our plane was flying moving side to side but yeah I'm, I'm just happy for tiger to get that win what's interesting looking at the at the stats from this masters tiger shot a 70 in round one and shot a 70 in on sunday that wasn't his best showing though his best showing was saturday at a 67 so he didn't it he really looked great on sunday but it wasn't his best golf score i mean he really looked better saturday to get to this point and he really carried it into sunday did not make many mistakes at all and really did a great job and and just looking at you know i phil milkelson i'm a phil fan i like i like watching milkelson play lefty and he uh he finished out at six under jordan spieth from the dallas area my homeboy right here jordan spieth five under he did not do too well um but you know it really and I think coming into Saturday it was like a record breaking for the Masters of how many guys were within one shot of the lead or something. I mean, they had, I think nine guys at one point. So this was such a close Masters, and Tiger had to be perfect, and he was. He did everything right, and he countered any punches that his competitors threw at him. And you saw that stat that said Tiger Woods had zero um, um, tournament wins when he was trailing going into the final day, and he pulled one out. Pull one out, yeah. He had never won um, a tournament while trailing on the final day. That's just crazy. And if you're Molinari, you're haunted by that back nine. You had it. I mean, yeah, you were up by, you know, I think three yeah, three, three. three shots. He got up to three um, strokes lead. But, yeah, that's that whole 12, I think it was 12 or 13, 12, that, that par three. I mean, it hurt him. Kepka went in the water. Finau went in the water. Fino. Fino. Um, so, I mean, Tiger was like, hey. I'm just not going to hit in the water. He birdied that, I believe, and uh, or maybe maybe pardon that hole, but he was able to you know get back in it from it. So, yeah, what a great weekend to watch, and I'm I'm really happy for Tiger. It's great for the game of golf. Yeah, and so Tiger's got um, 15 different tournament wins. Or so, do you think he'll catch Jack Nicklaus to uh, or with 18? Do you think he'll break his record? Do you think he'll get that many more tournament wins by the time he's done? You know, so what's say it again? How many he's he's got fifteen majors right 15 now. Fifteen majors, so he needs Nicholas. eighteen to catch yeah. um, Nicholas. Well, look, the way Tiger's playing, I'm telling you, this is it really is a resurgence. And I'll I don't I forgot how old Tiger is. Forty three. Forty three. So, look, I mean, I think Tiger is back. I mean, last year there was still rust on it, and he got his first win, and that was just beautiful for the game of golf. I think it's still possible. I mean, I don't see him slowing down. I think this resurg resurgence and this energy will carry him on for a while. I think it's very possible. And you can see these guys playing into their 50s winning tournaments in golf. Yeah. But in last year, we saw he finished in the top five in many majors. Finished. He almost won the Masters last year. And this year, he finally won it. But yeah, I think he can definitely get three more wins, definitely four more majors by the time it's all said and done. But so, I have a question for you. Who... 
Who do you think is the bigger icon, Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods? And see, I knew you were going to ask me this one, and I'm going to tell you this. I don't like this argument one bit. Tiger Woods. Okay, well, we know you're going to say Tiger, but look, two completely different sports. And you've got to look at it, and I give credit to my buddy Jacob Thomas because he's kind of convinced me on this side. ESPN does this all the time. They'll compare two different athletes in different sports, and you're supposed to compare and say, well, look at them in their respective sport. Now, if we're talking LeBron and MJ, there's a good discussion right there. I'm still leaning MJ. MJ's the GOAT. But both MJ in in basketball and Tiger in golf are really, they are the icons for their respective sports. But to compare them and say, look, uh, who's more of an icon? I'm not going to answer that because they're equal. And I know that's an answer that's like, well, you just went around the whole question. But no, my answer is they're equal. They're both great for their respective sports. Um, and it's great. for We can still watch Tiger. We didn't get a chance to watch MJ. I mean, we were young. I mean, when he finally retired, what, back in 03? Was that yeah. kind of when he, you know, I mean, we were young. So to see Tiger and seeing what he's done after, you know, a five-year, four-year hiatus of, you know, golf, just he, his decline, and we thought this was going to be a sad ending. For him to come back, it's exciting to watch, but they're going to be equal. Yeah, it's a great comeback story. and Yeah, both are equal, but when MJ retired, people still watch basketball. When Tiger retired, no one watched golf. Like here, Here's some viewership from this past weekend. So um, yesterday, 21% of the TVs that were on in the U.S. from 9 a.m. Eastern to 2.30 p.m., they were tuned into CBS just to watch Tiger win that ma- or a major in the Masters. So, I mean, people still watch with MJ. They still watch basketball. There are greats to come before him and after him. But with Tiger Woods, who else are you going to say was that great um, from, like, 2000 on besides him? I mean, you've got other golfers that are going to try to make their name for themselves. Um, but, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, when does when did Tiger become Tiger? Okay, you know? 1997. Okay. (laughs) His first uh, Masters win. There you go. But it's kind of like, when are we going to see that next player? When are we going to see the next Tiger? There was a time I think Jordan Spieth was going to be that guy. And and Spieth has kind of taken a decline recently, which I hope he he will rebound. Or Rory McIlroy. So we thought he would be, but he's He's been on um, on the down slope for a while now, but... You could maybe even say, you know, Dustin Johnson. Guys that have been around. It's... It's almost like in baseball, you have your Mike Trout. It's a generational player. You know, you're going to have greats. You're going to have these all-star greats. And that's Tiger Woods. I mean, just, he's he's legendary. He's iconic. But who's going to be the next Tiger Woods? And I think that's where you have to, you, we just have to wait and see. We can't pinpoint and say, well, Jordan Spieth is going to be. Well, you know, Spieth's struggling right now. Uh, Maybe Kepka. Brooks Kepka. Could be Kepka, you know. It's it's almost you know when I look at golf you got Tiger Woods and you got a sidekick Phil Mickelson you know you got the kind of this kind of duo Phil was never going to elevate over Tiger but you've got these two great players that when I think of golf I think of Tiger and Phil you know it's kind of legends you know um, but yeah maybe maybe Kepka maybe Spieth it's hard to tell though who's going to be that next golf pairing or who's going to be that next golf icon yeah it is. Um... I mean, I love watching golf, but yeah, there's no one that compares to Tiger in the game. But all right, moving on to playoffs that happened over the weekend too. The Magic upset the Raptors in Toronto, where um, playoff Lowry dropped a whopping zero points. Did you watch any of that game, Matt? I did not. I I caught some of the OKC game. Um, I did not catch this game, but I was shocked to see that the Magic won. And I'm actually pulling for the Magic. I want to see how far they can go. They have not been... You remember the last time we put this on our Twitter account? The last time the Magic were in the playoffs? Uh, 
2000, when they last traded Dwight Howard, so what, 2008, 2005? 12, 2011, 12, right. when they still had Stan Van Gundy as their head coach. They had Dwight Howard. They had uh, Hidu Turkaloo. Turkaloo <laughs> was on that team. Ryan Anderson, Jameer Nelson. Remember that old team? Oh, wow. That was the last time they were in the playoffs. So <laughs> you think Orlando's hungry? They are ready to eat. And the Raptors, you kind of look at them and you go, Every year, don't they get bounced in the first round? Could it happen again? And they thought it was Dwayne Casey. They thought he was the problem. Well, yeah. Well, let me tell you this. That Toronto organization, idiots. <laughs> idiots because you fired Dwayne Casey because you think, he, yeah, he's the problem. And he goes to the Pistons. He's in the playoffs again. Now, we'll talk yeah. about them. <laughs> Different. Bad outcome for them. But you look at it and go, come on. Dwayne Casey wasn't the problem. You had a winning culture. Maybe it's the players. Maybe you just don't have... You have a good team, but not a great team. You know, maybe it's the management. But Toronto, look, I know it's the Orlando Magic, but Toronto actually should be a little nervous because this Orlando Magic team wants to win, is hungry to win, and could beat Toronto. Now you can't get beat by Tor- or by the Magic at home. You're the, you're the Raptors. You have Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry. What are you doing? And you can't have Kyle Lowry drop zero points. Come on, man. You got to get at least... Drop 30. Wonder You're how Kyle De- Lowry. wonder how DeMar DeRozan's feeling. <laughs> well, I mean, hmm. he beat my Nuggets, so I don't yeah, want to know. Well, yeah, sorry about that one. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, next, Spurs, Spurs <laughs> shock the Nuggets. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you look at these stats, and, uh, I mean, every every quarter was close. It just went the Spurs way. I watched the last about four minutes of the game. Um, Jamal Murray, who's been great all season, just couldn't knock a shot down, then finally turns the ball over with 10 seconds left to seal the Spurs deal. But, yeah, experience beats inexperience with the Spurs. Jokic had a triple-double, yeah. which, you know, great for him, but he only had 10 points. You got to do a little bit more. I don't, know theory, why, I don't know why Michael Malone didn't get the ball to Jokic more. If Jamal Murray did not have the hot hand, but he kept shooting, you got to pass it in to Jokic. And what hurts the Nuggets, too, I mean, they shot 21%, 6 for 28 on threes. And the Spurs were 7 for 15 at a good 46% rate. Uh, Nuggets have been a good three-point shooting team. you got to make those threes yeah. if you're going to want to win and beat the Spurs. Because uh, let me tell you, Greg Popovich, he could have the worst team, but come playoff time, yeah, scary. Yeah, we scary see stuff. It. We see it a lot of years. So, Denver, you better get your act together. It's, play- or it's championship or bust for us. I'm just kidding. But yeah. And then we got D'Lo and the Nets take game one. They'd be a good um, Philly team, so they play tonight again. So we'll see if they can take a 2-0 lead. Yeah, the uh, Nets had to overcome a 36-point performance from Jimmy Butler. He was 11 for 22 and 13 for 15 from the stripe. So, so Those are James Harden free throw numbers. Right, I'm telling you. And Joel Embiid had 22, and he had 12 free throws as well. So uh, 12 made free throws. So that's uh, that, that Nets team could be fun to watch. What if they sweep? The 76ers. If if they win tonight, I think that's a good possibility because then they got they get to go home to is play. It, do you think if they sweep, do you think Jimmy Butler says, yeah, I'm out? Tobias oh, yeah. Harris goes, yeah, I'm out. Screw Philly. I, I think they should trade Ben Simmons, honestly. Yeah. You can get a good piece for him. He can't shoot a three, so. God. <laughs> that's tough watching a guy struggle at threes. I mean, it's one thing when you watch a center, like DeAndre Jordan or something going up there and shooting a three. Um, but watching Ben Simmons, I remember back in the day, you know, got to bring up a Mavs little history here. When we had Eric Dampier, and this was back, uh, I think even before, yeah, before the championship season, probably back in like 09 or 2010 or something. And we're playing the Spurs, and he takes a corner three, nails it. 
and the crowd goes crazy, and we're like, oh my gosh, Eric Dampier, uh, you know, this center that's, you know, he doesn't shoot anything but under the rim, makes a three. Crowd goes crazy. That's kind of how I've seen, like, Ben Simmons, when you make a three, the crowd goes crazy. But don't. Stop. Don't <laughs> even attempt it. Just, no. I that's don't. a bad, ugly shot. Don't waste possessions, Ben Simmons. But then, have you seen Playoff P? Because I have not seen him yet. And I didn't see him in Game 1 against the Trailblazers. Still dealing with that shoulder injury. We'll see how that heals up. And we had 26 points, but 4 for 15 yeah, on threes. Yeah, so I mean, he's, that shoulder injury is still bothering him, but we'll see how it shows up in Game 2. And then Canner and Lillard went off. They had great games to beat the Thunder. And then we got Russell Westbrook with his ninth career triple-double. Yeah, Thunder uh, are in the playoffs. Thunder really bad, 39% shooting and a, a very, very poor 15% shooting on threes. Um, Trailblazers 41% and 44% on threes. So um, if the Thunder want to have any chance to win, they need to make baskets. Yeah. Simple as that. They've got to make baskets. But yet to say they only lost by five and they shot that poorly from three should give you hope. Um, i got to ask you this because I had a conversation with some Thunder fans yesterday. Do you think that if the Thunder gets swept, that Billy Donovan will be fired the day after, or maybe at midnight, or maybe as he's leaving the bus of that game? If they get swept, do you think the Thunder make a coaching change? Yes, because that's what Sam Presti does. He doesn't bring in new players. He just fires um, whoever the head coach is and hopes that changes everything, but it's not going to. But I don't, I don't think Billy Donovan deserves to get fired. I mean, they need more help. Like They need to bring in more players. But I, it, it probably will happen. That's how Sam Presti rolls, so I think it will. But I don't think I don't think they're getting swept. I don't yeah. think that'll happen. Okay, but even a first round exit, you think? If, if, if they it goes go to, to six or seven games and they lose and they get bounced in the first round, if it goes to seven, I don't think so. Okay, if it goes to five or six, probably because I think the fans are sick of him and he'll do whatever the fans want. But yeah. I don't think he deserves to get fired. You know, I mean, the Thunder have had great records, and, and Billy Donovan. I mean, they've not, you know, they made the playoffs under him, but it's just when people when I talk to people about Billy Donovan, they say he's just kind of your average coach. You know, let him go back to college, go back to the college ranks. So it will be interesting to see what happens here, um, because I, I see Billy Donovan. You know, if if they continue to just tread water, they're wasting but Russell Westbrook's you, career. And you, yeah, that's true. And if you they, Thunder don't blow a three one lead in the twenty sixteen playoffs, they're winning the championship. He's got a championship under his belt. They probably go back two, three more years in a row. So I mean, instead he's got this. Things. Yeah, he's got this team that's just treading the blunder, just treading water, treading water. So yeah, I, I I still think he's a good fit in Oklahoma City. But then we got the Bucks, Warriors, and the Rockets just dismantling their opponents. The Bucks led by forty three. Didn't even look back. Yeah, you know the Pistons' record of forty-one and forty-one coming into the uh, the postseason, and not a good team on the road definitely showed. And uh, to lose one twenty-one to eighty-six, um, and I think the only shot they had was probably a tip-off. And then after the Bucks made their first basket, it was over. <laughs> um, it was definitely over. You can kiss those dreams goodbye. <laughs> Poor Dwayne Casey, and you know I saw this that uh, Blake Griffin. Yep. Well, most likely be out the rest of the series, so uh, this is going to be a sweep, unfortunately. Yeah, but, pretty um, easy sweep. But hey, Detroit, you're back. You made it. You're back, <laughs> but you still need help. Why couldn't you give the playoff spot to <laughs> Dwayne Wade? What are you doing? We wanted to see Dwayne Wade, not this. But then, yeah, the headlines, Blake Griffin's out for the whole first round due to his knees. 
Then we got Pat Bev and um, Kevin Durant being ejected first game. So this good start, good start. <laughs> it'll be a fun series to watch with them guarding each other. Yeah, I mean, Warriors will take that easily, take yeah. that series easily. Sweep? Yeah, it'll be a sweep. Um, yeah, it's tonight. just tough to beat that team. Yeah, especially at home. Those fans are... They really they really enjoy the Warriors basketball. They get loud for them, even though they've been fans since like 2015. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But yeah, so we'll see how that matches up tonight. I got the Warriors winning. Matt does too. And then Harden dropped 29 in an easy win. And then Bucks led by 43. Jesus. Yeah. And we got Russ dropped his ninth um, career playoff triple double. I think that's either tied or most all time. Um, with Wilt Chamberlain, so nice. Still really impressive, even though they didn't get the dub. But then, yeah, tonight Nets in Philly, and Beat needs to come out strong again. Ben Simmons needs to make some buckets, but I think I think Philly comes out early and takes the lead. Doesn't look back. I got Philly tonight. What about you? Yeah, I've got. Um, I think you're right. I think Philly will try to will tie that up. You're not going to lose two at home with that great talent, and then the Warriors will win easily against the Clippers. Yeah, death lineup. Um, you know, one other matchup this weekend to the Celtics Pacers, and that was you know one game that the Celtics. Uh, if you remember, all throughout this as we've been doing episodes of this podcast, I've said Celtics are going to go to the finals, and I'm still I'm very iffy about that, but I'm still going to go with them because I if they can figure out a way, they've got talent. They just haven't figured it out all season. Um, but they ha- used a really good, strong third quarter where they outscored the Pacers 26-8 and turned that game around because they were down at one point. So Celtics still playing iffy basketball, but if they can get things together, you never know. But they're playing on Tuesday. so Yeah, Celtics Celtics need to get hot. But wonder, Thunder Wednesday, sorry. Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have another podcast, man, and you think. Just talk about basketball. I'm sure we'll have more, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then... Moving on to on this day in history, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. I mean, about time that happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I uh, I definitely agree with that one. Um, I, I love that. I love that story about Jackie Robinson. Have, have you seen the movie Forty Two? I have. Yeah, it's a good movie. I, I love I love the story about Jackie, and I love the way he was able to you know change baseball. I mean, yep. you're right. It definitely needed to happen. Um, Sorry, I'm kind of discombobulated. I'm trying to read my notes here. Um, but the Boston Memorial bombing was also on on this day. I mean, I believe that was back in... 2015? 2015, yeah. Boston Strong. That was or 2015 or 13, is it? Just 13? Like, yeah. F- man, time flies. I think it might have been 13. But, wow. Yeah. Uh, and that was the big... And, you know, it was 13 because the Red Sox won the World Series in 2013. Yeah. So that was that big thing about, you know, the Boston, Boston Strong. Strong. And, yeah. you know, Big Poppy was the one to lead that. So, um, you know, both great... Well, not great. First, Jackie Robinson's <laughs> great. Sorry, word choice. That was not great. One thing, though... Jackie Robinson was great, but a great rally yeah. about coming together after the Boston Marathon for a tragic event. That was not great. Tragic event, but it was great to see the rally. All right? <laughs> I'll just stop talking now. You know you know what else isn't great, though? Well, I guess it is great now because Chris Davis' streak of 0 for 54 ended last Saturday. Yeah, and he got a hit to right field bases loaded, brought him two. He had four RBIs. So he was like, you know what? I'm not just <laughs> going to get a hit. I'm going to get three hits. I'm going to get four RBIs. And he hit a home run today. Oh, wow. So I didn't see that. His batting average is moving up closer to 100. <laughs> it's getting close, I'm telling you. Um, but Chris Davis, I mean, can you imagine going 0 for 54? You have 54 bats. A bunt. A little hit that some guy just can't get. 
but nothing goes your way. You're lining out, you're flying out, you're striking out, nothing is going your way. And now he gets a hit, so he, he is in the history books. I don't know <laughs> if anybody will ever surpass him, so sorry, bud, you're there. But you get out of a, a really the worst streak you could ever imagine. Because what, the old streak was 0 for 47, I believe? Uh, 0 for 49. 49. Or 0 for 46 or 0 for 49, something like that. Yeah. And that dude was like, dang, that's never going to be broken. But then now it's broken. Now, now you can forget about who that was, you know, and now it's Chris Davis. But but yeah, he finished 3 for 5 on Saturday against the struggling Red Sox. The dude's getting paid $23 million a year to suck. Are you getting paid $23 million uh, well, to not hit a baseball? I think he's coming around. I think he's <laughs> going to come around and really start to be more It's productive. too late for that. Oh, oh, come on. It's April. Boo. It's April. <laughs> He can, he can turn that around. Again, you're looking at a guy that a couple years ago leading the league back-to-back seasons in home runs. This is Crush Davis. This is Crush <laughs> Davis right here, okay? So, he, yeah, he will turn this around, and I think he is. He's starting to get hits. That's a positive, and he got his first home run of the season. First home run since August of last year. Maybe since he got the hits, now he'll go 0 for 55. Let's hope not. <laughs> Just for the sake of him and for baseball and the Orioles, they already imagine? have enough. They're already young enough. They don't need to see another one of those streaks. What if he goes over his like next twenty? That would be sad. <laughs> that would be sad. I mean, really, then baseball's all a lie. Just it's all a lie. <laughs> but speaking of baseball, Kyler Murray, who's not going to play it, he's going to the NFL. Will he? Will he still be the number one draft pick? Yes. Yeah, he'll get picked by the Cardinals if they're smart. If he doesn't, then I think the Giants, and I don't want to see that. So let's go Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, pick like, him up. I mean, both teams are terrible, but I'd rather him go to Arizona, where he's got a decent coach and a better offensive line, and he's still got Larry Fitzgerald. But yeah, Mel Kiper and Tom McShay still have him going at number one. Um, he fits Kingsbury's air raid offense. Um, or Rosen does not at all. So I mean, they need to trade him, get him out of there, pick up Kyle Murray, go win a Super Bowl. Maybe Browns, um, Cardinals meet in the playoffs or the a- AFC Championship. I just want to see. Or no, yeah. Cardinals or NFC. I just want to see Cardinals and Browns play, and I want it to be Kyler versus Baker. That's all I want to see. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, it's week. It's preseason or it's. I don't remember regular what the season. Next year. I just well, I just want to see it. Yeah, and it's too. happening. I want to see it happen. Calling it 100 percent now. Calling 100 percent. Kyler the cards, so I can see that matchup. They're doing it for me. Because I want the matchup, so thanks. All right, Kingsbury, got to do it for Matt Marks, all right? We got to right. pick him up. If not, I hope they fire you and send you back to the Big 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. All right, so moving on to our final segment, Sheriff Berger and Brock, Tiger Woods. Got his 15th major yesterday, winning his fifth Masters. I mean, that dude's the reason I watch him play golf. Tiger Woods, just one of the best athletes of all time. Just, I'm giving my burger and brat to you, brother. I'm doing my burger and brat with ex-Lakers head coach Luke Walton. But now he's the Kings head coach. In like a matter of 24 hours, he was fired from the Lakers because you can't coach LeBron. Just name LeBron coach. And then he gets picked up, and now he's going to lead Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald. De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. A great young Marvin Bagley. A young Kings team that could make the postseason next year. Maybe. We'll see. They will. I guarantee it. 100%. I'm sure because their ownership for the last, well, their whole organization for the last who knows how long can't make the postseason. So we'll see how that works. Yeah, but, but they got it next year. Maybe this year. Interesting that they fired Dave Yeager, but that's, you know, a whole nother topic. But congrats to Luke Walton, Berger and Brat. You're going from L.A. to Sacramento. Let's yeah, go. However far that is, I don't know. But 
Was it even 24 hours by the time he was fired? I bet they already had communication, probably back in like December. Because yeah. I'm sure Luke Walton knew. And then Magic's going to get rid of Magic Johnson stepped down. Yeah. Is it good to be a Laker fan? Because I really don't know. Is LeBron <laughs> ever going to make the postseason again? Because the way that organization's going, the Lakers aren't the Lakers anymore. I'm going to make a bold move here. The Lakers are like the Cavs. No. Yeah, without LeBron. Oh. Whoa, I know. You're going nowhere until you make some right moves, and I don't know when that's going to happen. Is it just me, or are you happy the Lakers suck? I oh, mean, I, 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 so love Le- I love LeBron, but I hate the Lakers. You remember the Lakers of the you know, 2008-09? You know, when they no, were don't, remind me. Yeah. don't remind me. Don't remind me. That's just dangerous. With Kobe, dangerous. But they're not the same team. And you know what? It's interesting. I LeBron, why is LeBron scare off like, all these coaches are just trying to take over an organization. You're a player, and I know it's LeBron. I know, but why? Why do you do that? Again, runs off Luke Walton, but maybe Luke Walton wasn't the right coach for this job. you know. But look what LeBron did, and I know this is a whole other topic, but what LeBron did when they were trying to get Anthony Davis, he alienated his own teams because what? LeBron was calling the shots. Yeah, we'll trade these guys to get Anthony Davis. And then those guys you know, see it in the media, and then they kind of butt heads. So I think LA's got a lot of problems. And whoever the next general manager, you know, president is, or president, they've got to figure this out. You know, they've got Rob Polinka as their GM. They got to, they got to get on board with some game plan because right now the Lakers are going nowhere, but going to stay in every year, begin the draft lottery. And is LeBron going to go out in his career of maybe not ever winning again or even getting to the finals? Yeah, I think Tyron Lue would be a great pickup help because LeBron loves him. So, I mean, they worked great, great together in um, Cleveland, so I think that would be a great pickup. It's all set them. up. It's all set up. <laughs> we'll give LeBron goes to L.A. and then the Cavs six games in the season, fire Tyron Lue. <laughs> and then, oh, he happens to be here. Bring him on down. But I also said I think Monty Williams is a is possibly the leading candidate. ESPN put that out yesterday. So we'll see maybe if it's Tyron or Monty who will be the next head coach of the Lakers. And they've got a lot of... Uh, work to do. Yeah, yeah, they got their work cut out for them. But all right, thanks for listening. Follow us on Spotify and Twitter at Burgers Broads, all lowercase. So for Matt and I, thanks for listening and listen to us on Spotify.